0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls!
1: Hello, baby. Why are you so high up? Yeah, put your screen down. Are you naked under there? (laughs) She's not wearing a bra. Y'all, how rude. If I was at home, I don't know if I'd be wearing a bra. Last time I was on the Friday night call, I wasn't wearing a bra. Did you get your tea? Did Did you get your tea?
2: Did your tea come in the mail?
3: Mm -hmm. I thought you said my teeth. No, tea, tea. What's wrong with my tea? (laughs) You're like... (laughs)
2: uh, did you get
1: your tea i did i did
3: get my tea it smells really good i haven't had it yet though
2: we haven't had ours yet either no we're probably going to do that next episode oh speaking of live events um gonna have a shirt made locally okay for the no shelf control tour (laughs) three book no shelf control so i i bonnie and i've oh. been discussing because i kind of want to make it no effing shelf control you know no effing shelf yes. control did you actually say effing or no you say fucking? Eh, no no fucking it, it would have to say e bonnie suggested e-f-f-i-n-g or ef
1: apostrophe i or apostrophe like n-g no effing no freaking shelf control just remember how much you put on there it's gonna cost i know it's gonna cost
2: money i know well what i'm thinking is i'll just pay one fee to have them make a graphic to go you know one with books hello hello Hello. how are you can i be a little presumptuous and just say (laughs) i love you right up front (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's okay. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you guys are great, too. I heard a little bit of your, your one of your interviews. Oh, God, they're dirty. I love them.
2: <laughs> we are so dirty. <laughs> we were Just before you came on, we we're like, what, what should we talk about? And I'm always sending these. Every time I see an article about something, you know, science related that talks about <laughs> the size of, you know, equipment of some, some sort, I always send that sure. in a Facebook messenger. Hi to your beautiful wife in the background <laughs> um so this week i think i sent two things one of, one of them was about i was just
3: gonna say what were some about the size of yeah, somebody's the,
2: balls the size of a man's balls is directly related to how attractive he is so that prettier guys have smaller balls small. because they don't have to try as hard to impregnate women
0: inversely related yeah. Yeah, inversely related. Yeah. So the Uggos have got to just hose down the ovum with as much as possible That's because they know that the pretty sperm got in there. They
1: gotta make sure that they have a lot a of small, power behind that shoot. Yep. That's right.
0: A, a small elite force of pretty sperm against an army of uggos <laughs> sperm. It's exactly quite
2: a That's exactly mm-hmm. how it's supposed to work, which I thought was it's evolution, interesting man. yeah, an interesting concept. That kind of explains yeah. why there are feel, so yeah. many frighteningly unattractive people in the world now that, that explains know. this nose right here that's,
1: that's because <laughs> i think the the reason why there's so many uggos in the world is because there's a lot of beer goggles going on at 230 oh that's also true
0: yeah
2: when the bars close and you mm. know who's left more and more attractive the more more beers you get <laughs> under your belts ago yeah. and ago Hook up, mm-hmm. go home. And I think the other, what was the other article about an echidna? Did you know?
0: That's a little mammal, like a hedgehog like me. Yeah,
2: right? yeah. But did you no. know that they have four penises?
0: Mm-hmm. What? I'm happy to say that I don't.
2: Yeah, they do. And only two of them become erect. So I don't understand what the point of the, maybe it's like a kidney. You know,
1: you, you have, have a scare. The other two are
3: just balanced. <laughs>
2: yeah. You got an extra one in there. so
3: well, I bet you don't...
1: if, like, one gets, like, torn off or something, the other one will start working. You think?
2: I wonder how, I wonder how they do the science on that. That's really a, a, kind of a
1: bummer. I actually watched a documentary that had them on there.
2: Echidnas? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Why Remember, didn't you tell me this
2: about well, them? Well,
1: because I was going to like mention them one time because, you know, a, a multi penis animal, we were talking about like the earwigs and yes, stuff like that. Thing. Yeah.
2: We always have to talk about something really And
1: awesome. I don't know. Megan was being approved that day or something. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't, your...
1: well, I didn't want to mention it and just, you know, get her even more embarrassed than what she was. So I decided to name my- Your penis A. M- my multi penis <laughs> mammal documentary that I watched
0: hey you gotta love you gotta love ladies with interest in science yeah we do oh, we man. have a deep
2: yeah.
3: and enduring interest
2: in science
3: i mean not astrophysics
2: exactly hey
3: speak
0: for not yourself many pieces, are
2: yeah i i like astrophysics myself now i do we have, don't discuss it here do we no because you bitches won't let me so here's here, but before we start christopher i've been a fan of yours for years and years and years and you might notice in the background Can you it?
0: <gasps> i see it first edition it is nice. those well ac- done, you.
2: those across the river an excellent excellent book i'm i'm just beside myself that you're even on the show Thank welcome my i'm martha in case you didn't figure that out already this is bonnie hi bonnie hello and that's keith she's in hello. Pen- she's in pennsylvania
0: you're in pennsylvania keith nice yep yeah i'm in ohio right
2: now so oh Ohio! So howdy neighbor
0: yeah <laughs> indeed enjoy those storms <laughs> through here.
1: yeah I'm don't sure they <laughs> their other way
0: to you
2: so you guys have
1: uh ohio got a bunch of storms yeah, last night yeah we, was we it did. last night yeah
3: oh yeah, i saw oh, yeah. it on the news this morning we had them really early this morning yeah
0: yeah
2: we have been so so lucky this year in oklahoma city how
3: many we've had like
1: we haven't had hardly any storms. Don't Let's jinx yourself.
2: <laughs> no, 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 Touch wood. Yeah. Well, we're
1: just about out of tornado season. I mean, it's Oklahoma. You can have yeah. tornadoes anytime. But, but our, our main season. is usually done in May. Yeah, is usually May. And what happens yeah. sometimes is it will have a real quiet season. Nothing will happen. Nothing happens. And then the last week in May, we have like 15 tornadoes in three days. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's what happened the year we got the really big one. Yeah,
0: Yeah, you guys get this, the really spooky ones there. I mean, Ohio gets a few of those, but you guys get more than your fair share.
2: Yes, we do. Since we are such dirty girls, um, I wanted to have you share a few of your your colorful words from your book, because you sure. have quite a bit of creative swearing that goes on in your book, which I find... Very endearing.
1: Now I understand why it's your favorite book.
2: <laughs> the, fil- right. the filthier, the better.
1: Because it's dirty. She <laughs> likes dirty
2: and swearing.
3: I'm
0: getting that.
2: Well, you know what? The thing I've. Here's the explanation. Since you're not a long time <laughs> listener of the show, you probably would not know that my profession, what, it, what I get paid for, is to be a radio announcer. So what I do all day long is announce pop songs on the radio and the FCC Does frowns not upon any colorful language. And I've done this my entire adult life. So because of that, the minute I started doing a podcast and someone told me the FCC couldn't control it, I like became insanely filthy. She became a sailor. It's
0: funny you're saying that because when I was listening to you guys, I'm doing another show. My first vibe was like morning radio show. I was like this because uh, my, what I got paid to do and still do now, but I'm writing too now is uh, I was on the Renaissance festival circuit for decades uh, with a roast show. So I would often get sent to, I would often get sent to do the morning DJ uh, crew
2: what was Promos. your what was your roast so, show
0: called? Christoph the Insulter.
2: Christoph the <laughs> Insulter. Awesome. I
1: love it. That's awesome. Yep.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. So that ex- actually explains a lot. Somebody um who was it? Was it you, Keith? Yes, it was Keith. She said when we got sent the email about your book, the way it came to us was basically that it talked about your background as an insulter for a Renaissance festival. Keith was like, "Yep, it doesn't mention that you were an author before in the tagline that we got. (laughs) No, not at all. So she's like, who the hell is this guy? Because I was was
3: like, yeah, I've read all his books. And I was like, why would they not leave with that? Which then got (laughs) us into a very interesting discussion about how they're constantly rebranding you authors. Because as soon as you move out of the genre a little bit you like have to rebrand yourself or even rename yourself sometimes, which is just really strange to me,
0: but. Well, it, ma- it it makes more sense if you realize like the, the five horror novels that I, that I have out have achieved a nice little, little cult audience, mm-hmm. but they're certainly not breakout books. Yeah. So, um, th- those across the river is the only one that really did well commercially. Um, the others are just, eh, you know, Um, And my agent was like, let's see if we can break you out of this. Is there another genre you like? And I said, I love fantasy. She said, you feel like writing a fantasy novel? And I did.
2: Well, I got to admit, you really knocked it out of the park. That's very impressive. You would think that you had been doing the, the fantasy genre all along. I mean, I think that's what surprised me the most. Because I read a lot of books. I'm not just a horror freak. I read a lot of books and a lot, just quantity of books. What did I say last year? 250? Wow. Yeah. A year? Yeah, I've read 117 so far this year. So it's a lot of books. I read a lot of books. And because of that, I have to compare the writing itself just by... What do you call that instinct i can't help it if it's a if it's not well written i just can't so a lot of the fantasy books that i used to love i don't love so much now yeah yeah but uh, you did a fantastic job i'm not surprised
0: well thanks after having read
2: all of your other books i mean you just do a fantastic job thank you you're such a good Bonnie, how
3: sad is your book this week
2: well, I mean,
1: <laughs> there's some, some dying, some killing, <laughs> some slavery.
2: Uh, she always has the most depressing books. I know. I don't know. If there's no pain and suffering and horrible abuse of some kind, she's not interested. It's, it's got to be off.
3: I read some. Trauma porn. Trauma porn. Yes.
1: I read some Trauma happy. Porn. Oh, you know what okay. it is? Yeah, I just I think read regular I'm...
2: porn and it's happier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. so numb. To everything that I have to have something that's really, really bad to be able to feel...
0: Can't I, you afford just, cable news?
2: <laughs> oh, we get our full of those.
1: Especially those last four years. I'm talking no about like sadness, not anger.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Got it. Yeah. No, yeah. Fox. That's
2: rage porn. <laughs> yeah. Us. That's rage
1: that
0: porn. totally porn. rage porn. Yeah, I've, I've had four years of rage porn. In
2: the
0: news. <laughs> yeah. I get it. All of the above. Yes, us too.
2: All right. So, Vonnie, hit us.
1: Well, I kind of took a little twist on my historical fiction this week, and I read The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Greeks today. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I usually do not go quite that far back in historical fiction, but somebody in the historical fiction club that I'm in on Facebook uh, recommended this book, and I'm glad that I read it. It was really surprisingly good i did not think that i would like it and i did this book starts out in the life of patroclus who is the son of a king and a queen so he's of noble blood i, I don't think that's what it was called in greece way back then but anyways you know he's in a part of an important family but he's Kind of a smaller kid, not very outgoing, very more of like a sensitive type.
2: So his balls are really big.
1: Well, I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's, he's very pretty too. So maybe he's got small balls. I don't know. I have to pull sorry, up a sorry, picture sorry, later. He's pretty. He's sorry. just puny. Sorry. Okay, he's, go ahead. He's sensitive. He's <laughs> in touch with his emotions, but because of this, he gets picked Uh-oh. on quite a bit by the other kids in town. And He gets kind of into a little bit of a scuffle with one of the more of the bigger bullies. And he pushes them. And when he pushes them, he falls down in such a way that he hits his head on a rock and dies. And this is the son of a noble to the king. So because of this one thing, Patroclus is exiled to another land. Dang. Mm-hmm. He's his um. all of his <laughs> status is taken away and he's exiled from his family, from everything. And he's pretty young when this happens. I want to say that he's maybe like 11. So he's maybe 12. He's he's very young when this happens. So he goes to this other this other land. And I can't remember the name of the land. And if I did, I probably would not be able to pronounce it <laughs> anyways, because this is from <laughs> Greece. <laughs> <laughs> this is very Greek
2: mythology kind of stuff. Just to add a bunch of extra consonants <laughs> uh,
1: probably get it right. But um in this um, new place that he's exiled to, he meets Achilles and for anyone who doesn't know anything about it, Achilles is a great warrior god of the Trojan War Kind of a god he's his mom is a is a god is a that goddess a demigod his mom is demigod? a a goddess and his dad is human is a king. That's the demigod, yeah. A demigod. So, uh, Patroclus meets Achilles, and Achilles kind of takes him under his wing as kind of his, um, like best friend, like somebody to go do everything with, you know, like, um, companion that's, that's a, what I was thinking of as his it, companion companion or okay they're 11 yeah oh, okay. all right okay <laughs> and because Achilles is the the son of the king he can pick anyone that he wants to be his companion and that person has to hang out and like be his best friend I mean but Pat- Patroclus likes um, Achilles so it, it works out good. They kind of bond. They, where Achilles is more outgoing and very warrior like, Patroclus is like just the opposite. He's more of an introvert and emotional and sensitive. So, this is really basically this book is about Achilles and Patroclus's relationship. Um, they do go off to a mountain. And train under uh, ch- uh, Chiron. What is it called? The, the guy, uh, a uh, half man, half horse. Oh, centaur. 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 <laughs> um, they go train under Chiron, who is a centaur, and then
2: you know what I keep doing right here. Remember the the show that when our boys were little? What Her- show? Hercules. Oh, yeah. Who puts glad, glad. I knew. Hercules! <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. I can't help it. I keep going go through my head. Especially when you talk about the centaur. I'm like, yeah, the horny little goat dude, uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> that was voice. like
3: a half goat, not half horse. Well, ah, Chiron yes. is a very smart,
1: <laughs> wise being. And he trains them both. And of course, you know, Achilles is destined to be the a great warrior during the trojan war so they go to troy and yada yada so on so forth and so yeah i liked the fact that there was this relationship between them and achilles was not ashamed of it he would always tell everyone that patroclus was his other half he whatever achilles was going to like if it was a dinner with a bunch of kings and queens and noble people. And because Patroclus was exiled, he has no nothing attached to his name anymore. Achilles would still include him and tell whoever was hosting the dinner or whatnot that they needed to seat another place for Patroclus. He never left him out. So I just, I really loved that. I loved that he was so... Sensitive to the fact that Patroclus wanted to be included and was often left out, hmm. so he didn't let it happen.
2: So he was a good friend, right? And because oh. he was
1: half god, everybody listened to him. Cool. He had pull. Mm-hmm.
0: I've read this book too, and I've also read her book Circe, and uh, it's it's really good stuff. So I'm glad you I'm yeah. glad you dug it.
1: Yeah, it was a like I said, I was really surprised because usually Greek mythology, I like small bits of reading about it because I'm always fascinated by the gods and goddesses in Greek mythology, just because they're so vengeful and mean. But at the same time, it's hard to read a whole lot about it because it's so different from
2: today's world. And And, she doesn't do fantasy. Yeah. I have a really hard time. She can't, she can't suspend her disbelief long enough to get into the story. She's constantly trying to put logic behind it.
1: And sometimes you just can't with fantasy. So if I
0: put a half horse guy in there, you'd you'd find it a little more grounded in reality.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, because half horse people are real. (laughs) 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 I guess, I guess the suspension of disbelief didn't get to her on this book, but well, I've read about centaurs before. I mean,
1: they're like sprinkled through fantasy stuff that I have liked. So I was more she has able... like
2: some fantasy. personally, I think she would like your book if she read it.
1: Yeah, it just depends on how out there it is. And this was close enough to something I could relate to that I could stay with it. Does that make yeah. sense? I follow.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally follow. So
1: I, yeah. I would recommend this. I thought the writing was fantastic. I thought the story was great. I loved that the relationship between between Patroclus and Achilles, they were like each other's other half. They were seriously whatever Achilles could just decompress just by seeing Patroclus. He didn't even yeah. really have to talk very much. Just having him there was sort enough. Sort of like you and me. Yeah yeah they were so very different from each other but still very connected it, it was it was great sweet i loved it and that book again was called song of achilles by madeline miller and it was it was great i mean i would say four and a half
2: sweet keith you got anything filthy over there for us
3: today no no filth. i decided to give you all a break this week and not do a filthy book no what? dirty i haven't talked to I you in know. two I'm weeks so sweet we had an author on so i was like look i'm not gonna read smut this week hooray that means i'm gonna have to go home
2: (laughs) thanks i think i'm
3: gonna have to go read my own
2: smut see he was waiting for it he was ready (laughs) prepared for us dirty girls he was
1: telling his beautiful wife okay you better go into the other room it's time for (laughs) keys but
3: i'll tell you what it is a newer book and it is amazing i this week i read finley donovan is killing it by L. casimano It has a lot of the same elements as the books I usually read. Sadly, it starts off, and Finley is, uh, she's an author, and she is, she works at home. She has a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and she also has a snake of an ex-husband who she caught cheating with the realtor. Uh Uh-oh. so Uh, now we get to it. So, yeah, she has, like, the worst ex-husband on record ever. So four-year-old and a two-year-old, she's having some difficulties and she has a book and it is due in a month and she hasn't started anything with it. So she she's having some issues and today it opens and she needs to meet with her publicist and the publicist is probably going to yell at her a lot. And so she's trying to get there and she keeps waiting for the babysitter and she's looking and looking and Meanwhile, the four-year-old has cut all her hair off and is now sad about it and is telling her mom that dad could fix it. So mom has this little toddler covered in jelly. She has a four-year-old who has to go to preschool and has no hair. (laughs) She takes a roll of duct tape. And a kitchen knife because she can't find any scissors, and she slices off a piece of duct tape and tapes the, best, the rest of the hair to the little girl's head, and puts a hat on it so all you can see is the hair oh, sticking out.
2: Holy crap! Oh. That might cuts be consi- herself on the knife. That might be considered child abuse in some circles. <laughs> Do you
0: have children, Christopher? i have a grown child yeah
3: so yeah you've been through that well her her daughter keeps insisting that daddy would fix it with duct tape and she's just so sick and tired of hearing it that she, she just, fixes just does it. it okay she cuts herself on the kitchen knife and throws it in the diaper bag and throws the Ooh. duct tape in the diaper bag and is trying and is like where is the babysitter calls her ex-husband and is like, listen, the babysitter's not here. Can you watch the kid? Can you watch the two-year-old while I take the four-year-old to preschool? I gotta meet with the publicist. And he says, you know what? I fired the babysitter because I don't need to be paying somebody. What do you do? You just sit around and write stories. What? You don't need anybody to help you with the kids. Yeah, piece of work guy, right? Yeah. So, didn't Gee, this even sounds tell like her that he, he sounds like my ex-husband. I was gonna
2: say, I, I think you he, he might have taken a plot I point from her him. ex.
3: Yeah,
1: I think he listened. I to thought some- of that while I was reading yeah. it. Honestly, yeah, because that actually happened it to me. It did
2: actually happen. Only
3: he just so, decided
2: not to pay the sitter, so she so quit like, on yeah.
3: me. Oh well, like, believe me, there's some fun-filled stuff with this ex-husband in this book. Ugh. But so Finley is just doing what she do, and so she makes it to the ex-husband's house, dumps off the kid, and she can't go to this the nice brunch place because she's already too late. So she she says, "Can we meet at the Panera?" So they're at the Panera, this really hoity-toity publicist who looks awesome and she's got drool and throw up and her hair is Ew. messed and she's, she's got, got her diaper finger. bag. Yeah. With, with a knife and in it, with a dirty knife yes. and duct tape. <laughs> so she's sitting at the she's sitting at Panera, and she's talking to the publicist. And she writes romantic suspense novels, like thrillers, like romance novels. And they're talking about how, and she's like, "Well, you know, I've got the basic gist. Um, like, you know, I'm gonna kill off the husband, and this and this and this. And so they're talking about this, you know, this fictional murder. And meanwhile, there's this woman in the next booth and she keeps looking at the diaper bag, looking at the woman, like making eyes. So when she goes to get up, there's a piece of paper on her tray and it's just got a phone number, $50,000 written on it and the woman's name. And this woman is behind on her rent, on all her utilities. I mean, her ex-husband is being a complete ass. And she is hurting for money and she, and he wants complete custody of the kids and she can't hire a lawyer. So she's, she needs some money quick. So she calls this woman and this woman thinks she's a contract killer because of all this stuff in her diaper bag and because of the conversation she had. (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: Nice.
3: So for the rest of the book, it's all about Finley trying to figure out how to not be a contract killer but still get muddy. <laughs> it's hysterical. For those of you who heard my Agatha Arch review, I was just going to say, I mean, this is like spy ha- pants all the way. I'm going to, ha- I mean, yeah, you got me. There's I, not yeah. a lot of romance in it. I mean, there are a couple of romantic interests, but it's not like a, uh, she's looking for a guy because she's kind of over guys right now, mm-hmm. because she's got this asshole X already with her hands full. But it sounds like but fun I mean, though at the same time. It's it's yeah. a very like Janet Yvonnevichy kind mm. of Agatha Archie kind of like just hijinks everywhere because now all these housewives who have these asshole husbands that really do deserve to get bumped off think she's this contract killer and are <laughs> contacting her trying to get her to kill their husbands for. Her.
1: She all of a sudden got popular. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> At she's the PTO. popular real quick
3: for <laughs> all the wrong reasons. That's funny. But it it is a hysterical book. Like you can't say too much about it because it you just have to read it all for yourself. But it is really funny. I highly recommend it. That was Finley Donovan is killing it by Al Casimano. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> okay, I'm I definitely have to
2: read that. <laughs> you would like. It's like strangers on a train only with wipes and diapers with, with
1: duct tape <laughs> <Yep>. and
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: extra hair.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, that's
1: hilarious.
3: And extra toddler hair. <laughs> what a, what a yeah. great
2: uh, mental picture that is. I can just see the. What? How old did you say the daughter
3: was? Four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I can just see the preschool ta- teacher taking the hat off and calling social services.
3: Well, as an ex-preschool teacher, I used to give a lot of leeway for that because I've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have been oh, like, yeah. "Oh, what's under the no?" You know what you're gonna have to it princess. That. Let's <laughs> leave that there, <laughs> just leave the that on. I don't yeah, want to know deep. what's going on at home, sweet pea. I, 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 I'm <laughs> sure it's all good. Today was <laughs>
2: a bad day. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so, Christopher, do you have something yeah. for
0: us today? A good book? I do. Yes, and I'm I'm happy to say this is a book that broke a reading slump. You know, you ever get in one of those. Things where you read and stuff, and you're you're not in yeah you know, that into anything, and it's taken forever. Yeah, drags. Not yes. you. Do, you read 250 books a year, so yeah. you know, I'm 50 on a good year because I'm slow. I read slowly.
3: <laughs> uh, we so all have
0: those. Real, yeah. So <laughs> thank you to uh, S. A. Cosby's Blacktop Wasteland for just revving the engine and punching through that whole slowed down thing I was going through because this is a this is a thriller. I'm usually hanging out in horror and fantasy those are those are my two go-to genres. Occasionally I'll do like historical fiction and stuff or just straight histories. but this is just a straight up southern noir thriller set in rural Virginia and uh, it has it's a great segue from um Finley the Finley's Killing It book you're talking <laughs> about because you're dealing with a parent in a tough financial situation, they don't make many other kinds of parent. To be fair, but, um, yeah, this guy's, this guy's, his name is Beauregard Montage and he runs a garage and he's very, very good mechanic. He's also really good at racing cars. He's got a, he's got an old muscle car, you know, duster that he's got souped up. Um, and this thing can kill in drag races and stuff. Right. First, when we first meet him, he's trying to get some money together with a drag race because he's behind on rent. And you know, his kid, by his first marriage, needs to needs to get into college or she's gonna just bum around with this this jerk kid she's dating and um, and he's got like a, a new set of kids. He's got two young ones, like you know nine, eight, nine, ten years old somewhere in there. Um, and you just feel for this guy because y- you just see the world just raining misfortune on him. He this big garage called Precision Motors just opened up and they're gobbling up all his business. Ugh. Like uh-huh. these guys got the contract for some big company that he was hoping to get that contract to fix their trucks mm. for him but didn't get it. So it's like the line from that Bruce Springsteen song Atlantic City where he's talking about um I got I've got bills no honest man can pay and that's that's bug he's doing the best he can to not take after his dad. His dad was his dad was a wheelman for crimes, as a, and he was really good at it, right? His dad was a was a, a really good driver, but his dad has been missing for a while. So here, so here's a guy who's like he feels like he's got an angel and a devil on his shoulder. He's been trying to listen to the angel, but the angels just leading him into deeper, deeper, deeper and deeper debt. And get he's really he's really painting himself in a corner. So we're all just waiting. You know, this is a crime novel. He's yep. going to, he's going to go back to the dark side. You know, he is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, opportunity knocks in, uh, and, and this is a, an, Af- an African American family and opportunity knocks in the form of these just low life redneck white boys who come by and they've got a job they've got it. There's, there's an opportunity. And he's already had a mess with these same guys once before who kind of screwed him over on a deal. So, but it sounds like a sweet setup. They're just going to go rob a place. They're, 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 they've got some diamonds in there. They're one
2: last go caper. Go,
0: one Ooh. last caper. But it's 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 very sweet sounding, but of course it comes with complications. Um, it's not as simple as it seems to be and uh, shit goes sideways. And uh, I'll tell you what, you, this is a book that was like glue because you try to put it down on the table and it comes right back up in your hand. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep reading it. you got to keep reading it. It's... Uh, Easily the best book I read this year. Um, I, I don't want to tell say too much more about the plot. I will say the characters are very well drawn. I will say that the action scenes are intense. This guy Bug Bug Montage, he's he's a good guy, but he's also just a hard ass. There's a scene towards the beginning where um, some guy tries to rip him off at this drag race thing, and the man he he needs that money, so he he messes this other guy up with a wrench. But it's a wrench. It's a wrench he uses in the shop. So he cleans the hair off of it and puts it in bleach water, so he can put it back in the toolbox and use it.
2: Well, at least he used bleach, so then there's no DNA left on it. That's all that really matters in the end, right? <laughs> right.
0: And he's hygienic.
2: That's good. Nice Can't and clean, too tools. Good thing, awesome. clean tools. Good, awesome. Good thing in a mechanic.
0: If you don't take care of your equipment, it won't take care of you.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Right on yeah. the nose.
0: Yeah. But uh, once again, this is uh, Blacktop Wasteland by uh, S.A. Cosby. And uh, I, I highly recommend this book.
2: So now we get to the main event, which, of course, is Christopher Buhlman's brilliant fantasy novel. All of your other books have been brilliant as well, in my estimation. I really... I've always loved your work, especially because I love a good horror novel. As a matter of fact, every October, we do nothing but horror novels. Um, and I think I've reviewed three of your books during the Octobers over the years. So <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of it is that you read the audiobook. But not only do you read the audiobook, but your accent is fucking brilliant.
0: <laughs> thank you do it for me talk to me oh all right it you takes think me a you can, you can do it but all right. I think I can do it all right so here we are thank you for the kind words you've been saying about the book. I appreciate all of it oh thank you
3: God, that's awesome I see why I love this man oh wow see now I get it <laughs> yeah because we're suckers for that kind of we accent are. we are definitely, definitely. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene
2: in A Fish Called Wanda where, oh,
0: you know, speak Italian to me.
2: Yeah, well, when he starts <laughs> actually speaking real Italian to her, that's, that's yeah. me when I hear a great accent, especially because I'm really, really particular, because I have that ear. Um, yeah. So I, I'm impressed that you did such a great Thanks. job. Not only that, it's a good book from so many different angles. Before you I start on that, uh, yes, I, I know. <laughs> See, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's called The Black Tongue Thief by Christopher Buhlman. The thing that I liked the best about the beginning of the book is that one of the things that puts me off about some fantasy novels is the author's so keen to show off their prowess in world building that you get lost in that first few chapters with all the weird names, and the it's, it's hard to grab onto anything in the beginning because it's all a weird language, and it, the names are weird, and there's no groundedness in the beginning, and I think that you do a fantastic job of bringing us to the character first, and the story first, before you get into all of the things that need... You know, I, I like different worlds. I, I like that kind of thing. It's just that you need to give yourself time to get into the story before all of those extra things come along. And the very first scene, or one of the very first scenes in the book, is our main character, Kinch Nashanok. He is with a band of thieves. He's a thief, but he's with a band of thieves who are basically highwaymen who are waiting to ambush people alongside the road. Um, He has a lot of debt to the guild that he is. um, Basically, they trained him to be a thief, so he owes. So he's thinking, you know, I'll I'll make some extra money here, and you can make a lot of money being a highwayman. So he's there with this group of seven other people. And they see this lone woman walking along the road. And the great thing about Kinch is he's got this luck thing where he can tell how things are going to go. And he looks at this woman and he's like, oh, fuck, no, I'm not getting into that. That is bad <laughs> news right there. Don't. And of course, no one listens to him and they go ahead and attack her anyway. She kicks their ass. Not only, them. yeah, not only does she kick their ass, but she's got this really, cool thing that she does. Pretty soon, before you know it, out of the trees comes this massive bird. But the way it's described is that it's like a raven the size of a deer. Wow. Like massive freaking bird comes out of there and starts fighting alongside her. The fight scenes alone, and you guys know I don't like fight scenes. I am not a fan of gratuitous, you know, long lasting fight scenes. I, I find them a little dull, but golly, I'm a D and D player at heart. And I love, <laughs> I love the poetic fight scene where the description and the way things are, are put forward. It's, it's poetry to me, the way you write these scenes. And the, that first one was, it's a brilliant scene. You find out later in the book the way the bird thing works with her. Um, Galva, is that her name?
0: Galva, yeah.
2: Galva. She has no breasts. She is, she's a warrior. And in in order to free the bird, which is a tattoo, it's a magical tattoo. So she has to take off her chainmail in order to to free that, I was going to say free the girls, but... (laughs) <laughs> it's not, not really any girls there to free. To free the bird? No. Free the bird. I listened to this thing at least twice all the way through. And I also normally don't do that either because it's so complex. I like the complexity of it, but it's not so complex that you lose the storyline. Basically, the main character is a thief. He is repaying his debt. And as a result of that, he gets sent on a quest And he, a couple of the things that make him such an endearing character are there's a a scene right near the beginning where he is witness to a couple of young fellows who are making extra money by killing cats because they can actually get money if they take the cats to the authorities or whatever. So he's watching this happen and he gets put out because one of the cats is blind and can't defend itself. So he s- basically stops it and saves the cat. And he had me right there. I mean, I liked him before, but gosh, <laughs> saving that cat. And right before that, I think it is, um, they're singing, they singing going on in the bar and that song sticks in my head like a freaking earworm. Row row bully boy row it has got yep. that, you know, it's, it's rar. The cat, if you've ever <laughs> been around a cat that has a really loud voice, it's a rar. Yeah. You're hearing the cat, you're, and the fact that he's just so, I don't know what you'd even call it when somebody saves a blind cat from being killed. It's just so <laughs> cool. And the cat becomes his companion. Now there's, there's a little extra thing that happens with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. The the cat, we'll, we'll leave that for now because we, yeah, we want to help you discover this world on your own. I'm not going to ruin it for you by describing every single bit of it. Suffice it to say that he goes on this epic journey and you find out so much more about him during that time that it's just such a great, fantastic journey that you make while discovering Kinch and all of the other people that he comes into contact with. Fantastic novel. I've read it twice already. I think it's going in the permanent rotation, just to hear you talk to me in that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, I do have to have a signed first edition copy to put on my shelf, but... Other than that, I'm going to be recommending it to a lot of people. I recommend it highly to anyone who loves a great fantasy novel. You are destined to be very successful with this book. And the ones that I'm sure will follow.
0: Yeah, two more.
2: Yep. Two more in this
0: world. Yes.
2: When's the next one come
0: out? Um, It is slated for, uh, I believe, spring of 2023. So it's going to be a wait. (laughs)
1: That's a long wait.
0: But you know what? You know, I'm not, don't worry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to Martin you. I'm not going to. I was going to say, dude, <laughs> it's not. If you want, if you want, it took me almost four years to write this one. So if you, yeah. you know, if you want to good one, you got to wait a little. bit.
2: I know. I know. And it's not Martin that really worries me. It's like. Oh. Robert Jordan. who no, died no, no, on no, 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 no. Not him. The newer one. Um, <laughs> The name of the wind. Rothfuss. Yes. I'm still pissed off at him. Although the second one wasn't as nearly as good. <laughs> But I did. I like, know I'm waiting too. Yeah, waiting too. I know, right? I love,
0: I love the first two. Yeah, yeah.
2: so uh, that was it. It was similar in some ways to to his book. In that, it was that was the first fantasy novel that I've read as an adult. That really did it for me, and and yours is way better than his. It, it doesn't have a lot of extraneous romantic bullshit. L- but you, still no, it you doesn't get,
0: have that
2: Still you get that strong Sorry, Keith, I know you love romance <laughs> uh, Still you get that strong Female character Several of them, actually Not just one
0: And that's a, that's a feature, not a bug Of this world, just because of the, of the Backstory of the world and This is a place where brutal Goblin wars have depopulated The kingdoms of, of Men, of humankind And uh, you don't have that many men You have a lot of and a whole generation of women had to become soldiers so you don't have kids between seven and fifteen not many of them and no horses and no horses because one of the things these the goblins know how to do well is create plagues and they created one called the stumbles that killed uh, all the male horses and every female horse that wasn't for some reason carrying a foal at, at exactly that time
2: See Ow. what I mean about the complexity. There's a lot of really cool detail. You see a lot of characters missing fingers. Yep. Because the goblins are they're biters. Golly, I love those goblins. I mean, you did a great job um, <laughs> describing your world to the point where, even though I've read it twice, I uh, I'll be going back again. It's it's a great world to to walk around in.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's a Unless fun a place. said
2: goblin bite your finger off I don't know if I want to walk around this world <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like all my puns, fingers yeah. <laughs> the other thing I really like is Kinch is he's not afraid to admit his weaknesses yep um one of my favorite things is when he talks about pissing his pants all the time <laughs> I'm not afraid to yeah. tell you I pissed my pants just a little bit <laughs>
0: Let's see if you keep your pants dry when a Kraken's tentacle breaks the water. See,
2: exactly. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of stuff like that that I just love that makes him so human. It makes us look at him and go, I think I'd probably feel that way myself. I think I probably would have pissed my pants a few times in a situation. You know, and you can't
0: blame a guy for being a thief in a world that's so rigged against you. Agreed. It, this is this is a world, uh, unfortunately, people will recognize uh, fairly well in, in our society because, you know, the, really what's happened to Kinch is student debt. Yeah. He's got this unpayable, <laughs> oh. unpayable burden. Oh, and yeah. he's not, how's he going to get out from under it without bending some rules or cracking some skulls? He's he's in a bad place. Everybody is.
2: Why did I not recognize that, that
0: parallel? <laughs>
2: Holy crap. You're going to have to read it a third time now.
1: With that in mind.
2: (laughs) Damn it.
1: But
0: but no, that's good. I didn't want to take you out of the world so you're thinking about our world. It's not until I
3: say it. That's very true. That's That's very true. But yeah. So did the book end on a cliffhanger? Like, you kind of like, you're pretty sure
2: there's going to be another one when it's over because. But it's not like in the middle of something. No. No, 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 no. Okay, awesome. No, but at the same time, the thing that he went to do is resolved he finds out some they're... stuff at the yeah. end though that you're like holy shit you did a fantastic job of the ending as well because you left us Thanks. wanting more but not at the same time like stopping right in the middle of a story and not having any kind of resolution so see, it's
3: when books do that, that I have to wait until they're all done because otherwise it makes me mental, but see if it, end, if it's like a resolution, but I know there's more coming. That's what I like because I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm content I, to I'm, wait. I'm totally but not content. If, like someone's fallen off the cliff and I'm no. like, did they die? No, yeah. no.
1: It's not I have like to that. have all the books when no. they end like that so that I can go right into the next one because I can't stand it.
2: No, this one, like I said, it does a fantastic job of of resolving the thing that he went for because he finds out what it is, why he was sent to do it. He finds out some really crucial details that are going to lead the story forward. So, yeah.
0: But if I'm hit by a bus next week, you've still got a good book. (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly exactly because but you're not getting hit by a bus next yeah week.
1: don't play in oncoming traffic please yeah <laughs> not until <laughs> after your
2: books are all released I, I need to have that sequel man don't mess me around like that i gotta have yeah. it well,
0: I'll, I'll, I'll tell you um so i was just at the scarborough renaissance festival performing near you know down now near dallas and yeah i got a little whiff of mortality down there because uh, a thing happened um it was a sunday it was may 16th and uh, my wife is an, uh, an aerialist and she's getting ready to do her aerial act. And I'm in, I'm in our trailer. Right. And um, I get a tornado warning on my oh, phone. Shit. Right. And there's, there's like a, there's like a, a bad storm coming from Maypearl, which is not far away to the town of Waxahachie, which is where the Scarborough fair is. And I'm like, uh, I got to go tell her before she gets up in the silks. You know, we got to go find someplace flat to be. So um I go awkward white man race walking (laughs) through the mud, and I hit a patch of super. Let me tell you something: the mud in Waxahachie, Texas, been there. uh, Yeah, it is. It is super super slick. It it is a car eating concoction of mud that I have heard they use as a commercial lubricant for drills in the oil industry. They actually do. I am not surprised. Yeah, and I've been to
2: that Renaissance Festival, by by the way.
0: Yeah, so have I. If you go if you go on a day when the weather's good, it's one of the f- most fun fairs in the country. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. But watch the mud cause <laughs> my feet went zip like that. and I think I came down and put all my weight on one at a bend as I landed and, oh, cause I tore, I tore a tendon. Oh. So uh, Ow. Uh, I, my run of the fair was done. I had two more weeks to go. I, uh, I had to go back to Ohio, where my insurance works because that's the country Ugh. we live in. Yeah. In. yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah.
1: How long have you been doing the Scarborough Borough Fair?
0: Scarborough. Yeah, I've been doing that fair since um 1997 and I like to when I'm when I'm doing my act I tell I the audience him. I'm like
2: uh we we
0: both I must thought, have seen I you. I thought
1: you looked familiar. I think that I saw you when I was there like but it was like back in 98. I went when I was um, Yeah. How pregnant with tyler it's in june right so i was like nine months pregnant with tyler when yeah. i went
0: 98 yeah i was there um i was like you know 29 years old um, yeah. you would have looked yeah. at me and said now he has small testicles
1: <laughs> i'm sure that's what i thought when i was you know watching we like men yeah. of all
2: kinds here in this podcast
0: Um, I, <laughs> but people like don't recognize me now because i'm you know i'm 52 now and i've changed right you know mm-hmm. I, Those were, it's kind of like I had my Russell brand years and I'm having my russet potato years now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the, it's like when you were talking, like your, it's your smile that I recognized like your facial Uh, expressions. And I was like, man, that
2: guy looks really familiar.
1: I was wandering
0: around with a sign that said insults and I was insulting people in the lane. I I think
2: it was 2001 or 2002 that I saw it. Yeah.
0: And I was starting to do it as a stage act about that time.
2: Yep. Uh, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that I saw it as a stage act. That's why I asked yeah. you what what, you, what name you were going under. And I'm sitting here thinking about.
1: We should go to Scarsborough again. That was so fun. Oh,
2: it was fun. It's been I so long since I've been to the Renaissance there. So much. Yeah. Love it. I'm, uh, I'm, you know. Now I, I got to go back and look, and look at my pictures and see if I've got a picture of you somewhere in my old computer. I bet I do. You
0: probably do. I bet I do. Um, yeah, well, if you guys, you guys you guys should try to come next year because I'm pretty sure I'm going to do it again next year. But I, I don't know how much longer after that. I was going to say you're yeah. so
2: famous now, dude. You're going to be retiring to write in your mansion soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being a writer is hard work. I know
0: it is, and being a, being a writer in sort of the age of the internet is uh, triply so. You know, mm-hmm. people who wh- I think if I'd have been writing the horror novels I was writing back in the nineties, uh, it would have been a different whole different career track for me, but, but getting out here in such a crowded field, Mm. when there's such piracy and you have Amazon and everything Mm. else, it is, it is a hard hustle. And I, you know, there's some money in it, but it's, unless you are really banging it, it's part-time job money. I, I know very few writers who are not, also, teachers, or also something I'm just lucky that I have been able to do something I actually have fun doing as a second job all this time, so
2: that's yeah. kind of like what we do, yeah, see yep, yeah, this is our side hustle, which yes. yeah, podcast yeah, mm-hmm. which doesn't make us any money so far <laughs> but yeah. we're we're helping people like you, hopefully spreading the word about fantastic authors, reading somebody who's eloquent and has a sense of a poetic soul helps. And that's what I like to do. I like to find those people who are really fantastic writers and support them and put the word out. And that's what we're doing with this podcast. You know, we're, we're trying to get the word out there for people so that they don't have to wade through all of the, you know.
0: Well, as, as a working <laughs> author, I, uh, I really appreciate it. It's great that you guys do this. No,
1: thank you. We love yeah. it. We do I love it. Tell. We have fun with it.
2: Well, probably a little bit too much fun by too some people's fun. estimation. But sometimes, yeah. But it.
1: being serious is boring. Why? I have to be serious all week long we all at have to my, be my job.
2: <laughs> and when you got the FCC you. breathing down your neck, they don't let you talk about balls or the size of men's junk. I mean, you get in trouble for that, especially if you live in a red state.
1: Well, I mean, I talk to car dealers all day long, so I can say we we can talk about the junk for a little bit, but too much. And then my boss is going to say something to me, dude, (laughs) quit flirting with the dealers.
0: One one thing uh, back when I was doing, you know, when when we actually had book tours, you know, before Mm -hmm. the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. I've been working on a specific kind of tour that I like to do because um, I, I, I love bookstores and I love, you know, it's it's nice to go into a bookstore and do a reading, mm-hmm. but sometimes they can be a little staid, you know? And I like doing what I call wet readings, where I invite um, an employee from the bookstore. I say, can you send an employee to a remote location? And then I'll go find a tavern or something. <gasps> so we'll end up, you know, instead of me standing at a podium and, you know, announcements for, the bookstore going on in the background and me just being on a microphone, I'll just be in a room and reading and we'll, I'll have a glass of whiskey and everybody's got a beer who wants one or whatever. And uh, people have got snacks. And, uh, and then after the reading, I hang out for a bit and it's like a little mixer party. And then. You, you know. should
1: totally come down to full circle bookstore sometime no, when we have a live event, <laughs> yes, because that's should. exactly what happens. Their,
2: their bookstore has a little cafe in it that serves wine and beer. And we do our, Podcast live there occasionally. Um, well, we did before the pandemic. We did every every. Well, other we're month. starting again. Yeah, them. we'll start again in January. But we're headed for our first out of state uh, live event coming up on August fourteenth at Trident Bookstore in Boulder.
0: Ooh, I love Boulder.
2: Yes, Boulder is awesome. <laughs> And yeah, yes. it's the same kind of setup there. They have the same kind of. In fact, it's very similar to that full circle. Full circle, like beer and wine, and and a yeah. little patio.
0: I saw Madeline Miller, um, the, hey. the writer of your the book you were talking about, uh-huh. The Song of Achilles. I saw her after she put out Circe at um, Book People in Austin, which is a great store. And uh it was a good time. And, I mean she's a she's a great speaker and she's very popular. So we were we were in there just shoulder to chin, you know. Um and that was fine. But uh yeah man, I do I do like that more intimate acoustic set, you mm-hmm, know. Right. Acoustic mm-hmm.
2: set with a glass of bourbon in your hand, maybe. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to do
2: it. Or your adult beverage of choice. Personally, I'd like to recommend to you that you try Martha's L- Little Mule, which is Kraken, if you get the uh. reference, Kraken, <laughs> yep. dark black rum with yep. uh, with ginger beer. Okay.
0: That sounds... Because, that
2: you good. know, the, there's a Kraken in his book. I there's this whole gotcha. scene on the ship with... With a fight with the crack, and actually two different fights, two different times, and
0: it was so good.
2: (laughs) So I thought of that the whole time. I was like, "Oh, I have to tell him to have a Martha's Little Mule in my honor." Martha's
0: Little Mule. Yes, it's
2: sort like a Moscow Mule, only badass.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, I would certainly try that.
2: Well, I guess we'll probably let you get back to your regular life, which would be working on that second which would be catering <laughs> to Martha's every meat. would be catering to my every whim literary sense there you go literary sense literary, literary sense now that i I'm, now that i'm your biggest fan on that uh continent of fantasy as well as the <laughs> horror horror not well, horror, uh, horror. horror why do you, why do you think horror. i said it that way keith oh, Dirty. dirty <laughs>
3: I'm the horror realm. It's fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a horror author. Horror horror author.
3: Horror.
0: (laughs) Horror. (laughs) Don't don't worry, Martha. I'm on the job. I'm writing the book. It's coming. Thank you.
2: I I certainly hope that you will come to this podcast for the review of the second one as soon as it is possible. No pressure. No pressure, <laughs> right? No pressure there at all. And if you ever, okay. and if you ever find yourself in Oklahoma City, you need to let us know so that we can, we or we can, just
1: need to go to Scarsboro and see him do his insulting well, yeah, thing because obviously, obviously. that's always fun. We can, we can do
2: that too.
0: Sure. If you guys feel like a little road trip too? I'm going to be doing the Ohio Renaissance Festival, uh, not too far from Dayton. Uh, I've
2: never, you know, that's that's on the bucket list of states that I have never been to. i have never Ohio. been to Ohio.
0: You know, it has a it has an underrated autumn. Uh, it's very I've pretty. I've heard. I've you heard. Come, you come in October. It's the fair's is gorgeous.
1: Is that when it is the Renaissance fair? Is-
0: it's, a, it's September and October? September, yeah. October. It's a long one. It's like eight weeks. Oh, so. wow. maybe next
2: year. This year's not gonna work. I got too many friggin' mm-hmm. weddings to go to. Uh, those men yeah. with small testicles tend to get married, you know. And unfortunately, uh, two of those I have to go to this year. Bless their oh, little are. hearts. Their little. <laughs> Sometimes
3: the men with the <laughs> big testicles hearts. get married too. You well, know? I think
2: maybe one of those is that one. I go. <laughs> <laughs> I hope referring back
0: to the inverse relationship between physical attractiveness and the size of ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Apparati, I
2: love that. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna be using that one in the future. got
1: have somebody
3: cultured on this podcast,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> Finally,
1: because that's all oh we God. need is a new way to say penis. <laughs> that's not a penis, that's a an accessory to a penis. <laughs> it's the penis an is uh, a pearl, pearl it's earrings. Did you say the pearl the earrings? pearl earrings of the penis, you know, because they <laughs> hang
2: down. <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for Three, three
1: Book, Book Girls. Girls.
0: Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com and join the group